Hello, you're listening to the Solid Word Bible Church podcast. Whether you're at work, driving in your car, or getting your workout on, we hope and pray that what you hear today will fill your spirit. Come, join us as we walk through God's Word together. That's the case for me. This season might be for you, like me, my mom passed, and this is the time, in January, and this is the time where we have a couple days left, so I'm thinking about that. Maybe you didn't get a job promotion that you thought you deserved or you should have had, right? That can cause some anxiety, some, hey, I don't have peace. Maybe it's the money you wish you had and you don't have. Maybe it's like some sort of a relationship that you wish you had but you don't have right now. You get to focusing on what you don't have when this is a season about what we do have, and that is what the gift of Jesus Christ coming to this earth and <laughs> paying for our sins and giving us the ultimate present, his presence with us, you know? And so I think about that, and I think I'm a believer. I shouldn't be thinking about these things. I should be thinking about Christ. And I think about the world. The world is screaming and groaning for peace, right? And they're looking to us to demonstrate it, to be different. See, they want a piece of peace, right? They want a piece of peace, but we have it. And we've got to demonstrate it to others. And so today I want to talk about peace, the peace of God. And I believe this, peace involves both your mind and your heart and is demonstrated in your actions, okay? Peace involves both your mind and your heart and it's demonstrated, displayed in your actions. Or I would say dwell, do, demonstrate, okay? Dwell on the Lord, Allow it to get down into your heart. That's the doing. You've got to believe it, and then you've got to demonstrate it. When the world sees us as believers being able to operate in peace, then they can see, like, that's something that I want to be a part of, right? That uh, They can hear our message much more clearly if we're living out what we actually talk about. Is that not true? So if you're with me, please turn to Philippians 4. Um, starting in verse 8 and 9, okay? And I know we just came off a series on Philippians maybe a month ago, and that's probably why I'm still stuck in it, but that's where I am, and so I want to teach from here today, and then we'll look at the birth of Jesus. It says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things, the dwell part. Do, do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me and the God of peace will be with you. I feel like Paul is gathering around. He's writing this as a letter to the the church in Philippi, but, you know, to us as believers, I almost feel like this is like the, um, 
bring it in, huddle it up. Let's get together, guys. Finally, guys. Finally, brothers and sisters, this is what you need to have your mind squarely focused on. And I know the temptation, as soon as I tell you to think about going right, you immediately think about wanting to go left. Right? I'm not the only one. As soon as someone says, do this, uh, my professors in college, should they should never have said, read a book. But if they just mentioned a book on the side, I would have picked it up and read the entire thing. Right? <laughs> They just mention a thousand-page boring book, and I'll pick that up and read it. You assign it, I'm not going to do it, okay, right? But so we're working against that. That's our mindset, all of us. There's, there's, it might not be a book. It might be something else. It might be your, there's an enemy that wants to fight against your mind focusing on the things that you need to be focused on, all right? And dwelling, meaning like you make up residence. It's like you get a cup of coffee, you're sitting there, whatever it may be, maybe it's a tea, something, you're going to dwell, you're going to inhabit that space. And that space for us is whatever's true. And if I were to ask you what's true, you hear a lot of people talking about telling that this is my truth. This is my, this is my whatever. And what I mean, that's another, some ways that's a way of saying this is my testimony. But in other ways, they're saying this is the way I'm going to live, and it might be contrary to what the Bible says. And God's truth is the only thing that is true and never changes. God's word is that. And since the beginning of time, Satan's been trying to alter that message ever so slightly, right? They say if you're just off one degree, if you were to get on a boat and you were like, all right, I'm going to go across the ocean to wherever, uh, England, if you're just 0.1% off, by the time you get to wherever you're supposed to be, you're way off, right? And that's what it's the subtle, that could be the truth, but it isn't really the truth. And because we don't know the truth, we don't know, we think it's the truth, we get confused and we're all, we wonder why our life is where it is, Right? as opposed to where it should be. Whatever is true, that is God's word. Whatever is honorable, I don't know how to describe this other than to say the opposite of Jerry Springer, right? The opposite of the news at night, right? All those things are the things. They know that those things sell. We're, we're drawn to those things. Right? But that's not honorable. It's gotten so bad, though, I think we're starting to see the world is doing it because I think sometimes we aren't. They're like, tell me some good news today. You've seen those like, this is the good news report. This is the, and it still has nothing to do with the gospel and the good news of what, you know, what, what God can do in their lives and what has done, he's done in our lives, right? But... There, those are few and far between. What if everyone in this room was dwelling on these things and telling others about these things and living it out? We would have a whole different type of Christmas and a whole different type of season. Then it goes on to say, whatever is just or right, think about these things. And really, this is how it pertains to other people and justice. 
And really also, do they conform to God's standards? Does what this action conforming to God's standards? That is what's just and what is right. Then he says, whatever is pure, morally pure, whatever is lovely, dwelling on the sunset, something you can't take credit for, right? I can take no credit for that sunset. I don't know how many guys have taken their ladies up to see a sunset, and they're like, I planned this all for you. (laughs) You need to pray, thank God for the miracle of that sunset that you had no part in, right? This whole night was planned for you, baby. Yeah, no, no, not that part. But we can. It is something we should dwell on. This beautiful sunset, right? A smile, a laugh. Those things are lovely. I love hearing Amari laugh. I love hearing Kristen laugh. Kristen's is abrupt. Amari's like a, a laughter that lingers. You know, and so it's never just like, ha-ha, that type of thing. Whatever's commendable, he says to think about these things, to dwell on them. Then finally, whatever is morally excellent or anything that is praiseworthy. And if you're like me, Uh, This seems similar to another list that was written, but this time by David in Psalms. So Psalms 19, if you have your Bible with you, if you turn there real quick. And this is David talking about the Lord. Starting in verse 7. The instruction of the Lord is perfect. Renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable. And altogether righteous. Man, that makes me want to just yell, scream. Like, that brings life to me when I think about God's word and who he is. And I'm dwelling on that versus all the other things that I feel like I lack in my life. And Christmas, for whatever reason, because I'm off focus, makes me think about those things. And it's not right. This brings us life. God brings us life. So back to Philippians. Then he goes on to say, do. So we have dwell. We're dwelling on those other things. Now we're doing what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me. And the God of peace will be with you. I want you to think of them together as learned and received and then heard and seen. Okay? And so when I think about it, it's one thing to learn something. It's another thing to receive it. Is it not? You might learn something. You might know a fact about something. But it doesn't necessarily mean heart change. I've told you many times as a diabetic, I know what I'm not supposed to eat. I know 
you know, I should be eating on a schedule. I know not to eat a tub of popcorn at a movie, but I haven't received that. You, you, you know, you either, I haven't received that the way that I should. Huh? <laughs> receive it. Please be praying that I'll receive it with my popcorn. Come on, we have a lot of lily people around. They could come up with some diabetic-friendly tub of popcorn and butter. So anyway, y'all got me distracted. I'm going to eat some popcorn later <laughs> today, though. So you haven't received it. It hasn't led to, I've learned it, I've re- but I haven't received it because if I had received it, it's going to be demonstrated in a different way of living, right? And so, again, many of us, we say we learned something. You could name every Bible verse. You could say, you could do all kinds of things. If I were to test you, you'd be like, I know that, I know that. I know that. I can explain the Trinity to you. I can explain all these concepts, but I haven't, it hasn't been received. It's not in the heart because then it would be lived out, right? And I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. I've just came up here and said, I am, Christmas is my hardest season, even though it's supposed to be the best season. And so we have to receive it. We have to get it down in there. And I think that happens as we're walking with other believers, when we're walking with our family at church, with our other, just as we're dwelling and we're talking about it and we're walking it out and all those things, it it pushes it further and further down in there and I receive it. And then we watch other people do it. He says, this is Paul talking to the church. You heard it from me and now you've seen it in me, right? And as you do that, that creates it for you to get down in here deeper. Some of us want to be mentored and discipled and, you know, follow all kinds of folks that we don't have relationship with. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's my pastor. And it's somebody online that you never talked to. They don't know you. They don't know anything about your life. All those types of things, right? Well, Paul lived his life intimately close to people which is what the Christmas story is about, Jesus coming and living intimately close with us, right? And they were able to say, okay, I see it working in him. I can have that same peace if I do these things. And you jump back up to verse 7 here, you see it again. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart's hearts, and I'm pointing to my head, hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we're called as believers, again, to dwell, to do, to get it in our hearts, and then to demonstrate. And Paul did it, and then I think we see a great example of it when I look at the birth of Jesus. So if you could turn to Matthew chapter 1. Starting in verse 18. And let me read it to you. I'm going to talk about it as I go along. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they had come together that she was pregnant with, from the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, we can. 
I don't know how that was discovered. I don't know the conversation that was had, right, between Joseph and Mary. I don't, I, I want us to think about what are they dwelling on when this happens that allows them to receive it in the way that they received it. Because that's not the way I would have received it, you know. You'd be like, okay, right? And me just saying okay would have been like, that's an edited version of what I would have said, okay? Okay, well, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> this is Jerry Springer, isn't it, you right? No, that did not, that didn't happen. I, I don't know. And what, what's funny is because Amari went to the gingerbread thing yesterday, they showed a movie, and last night Amari was praying that God would put a baby in her stomach as a four-year-old. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not responding to that. Well, either, right? The faithfulness of children. They hear it and they believe it, right? So we got to be careful what we're saying with both our mouths and our lives. Again, that's why the world doesn't believe in many cases, I think, because they see us. And they're like, Nah, <laughs> no, I don't need that. So we have an unexpected pregnancy, the stress, the anxiety. How am I going to tell Joseph this? I can't even imagine. But she had the peace of God. That tells me she was probably dwelling on God's word prior to whatever the thing happened that came along that would have made her anxious. Right? So then it goes on to this. So her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. Um, you know, nothing today is done secretly. If this would have been happened, it would have been on Instagram. It would have been on TikTok. It would have been on, it would have been live. Joseph, I'm about to, about to divorce this, this woman you know, she ain't going to play me like this. You know, we're going to find this man that she was with. Right. It's going to be whatever. But he was a righteous man, so he was like, I'm going to do this secretly. Okay? So it says this, but after he had considered these things to divorce her, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, it's always important to be reminded of who we are. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will name him, you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. <laughs> Notice he didn't say, I mean, again, I, I'm just... He's going to save his people from their sins. He isn't dying for his own sins because he didn't sin, right? He isn't getting what he deserved, neither are we, because of his sacrifice and what he did for us. I, every time, um, I think it's in a thizzle that has the song, I was born, no, what's the song? Uh, something to die. Who knows that song? Huh? I signed up to die. Is that it? Yeah, it's like, man, Jesus signed up, right? He said, I'll go. I'll be the sacrifice for you. He truly did that for us. 
Man, he died for our sins. Now, all of this took place to fulfill what the prophet, what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. She, the virgin, will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will, they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. I wish I was as faithful as Joseph. He married her, but he did, ha- did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Man, God is with us. He walked it out in front of everyone. He didn't just say it, he did it. He didn't just, like, order other people to do something and not do it. He led the way for us. And he experienced everything that we have experienced on this earth. Time's affinity, right? Because none of us, as mad as life may be, and the consequences of our own sin may be, (laughs) he took it all on him. Everything. So that we can have what? Peace. Peace. With God first, and then with each, with each other, right? And so when I see this, I see a demonstration of a group of people, Mary and Joseph, who were dwelling, not just dwelling on the Lord, they were doing, and then they demonstrated. They demonstrated that love, that peace. Isaiah 26.3 says, you will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace, for it is trusting in you. And so today, in closing, I just want to say, you know, this peace is impossible if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And so first, you have to acknowledge who he is in your life. And that you, when it comes to lacking, you do lack a solution to your sin. Or you won't have peace. You're going to be constantly, the scriptures talks about us being at war with God. You hear about all kinds of wars, but being at war with God, I can't even imagine. But I lived it, still do at times, because I'm still rebellion, you know. But I don't have that because of the peace that is provided because of what Jesus did dying for us on the cross. And then you might be a believer and you'd be like, man, I don't have, this, this season's not marked by peace for me either. And so I want you to be encouraged that, hey, you're not alone. <laughs> Mike is the same. The, whoever's preaching this week is the same. We all go through those things. And so the solution to that is, again, to keep our minds <laughs> dwelling on God. To believe it in our hearts. And then to demonstrate it to others as we go. And this Christmas season, as you're thinking about it, and they're singing, everybody's singing about peace and silent nights and all these different things, you can experience those things with joy because your mind is in the right place. Okay? So let me pray for us. Gracious Lord, I thank you for today. Thank you for everybody being here. I pray 
if there's anyone in this room that doesn't know you, that they will give their lives to you today. Lord, it is a, an open invitation. It's the ultimate present, your presence in our life, Lord, uh, allowing us to have a relationship with you because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Lord, I pray that anyone that doesn't know you will accept you today and, and, and just admit those things. I need you. Lord, I pray for the believer in the room like myself whose mind doesn't always dwell on you like it needs to. And as a result, I don't experience peace. Lord, I pray that you will have a, an alignment, like a tire alignment, and get us in the right place, uh, Lord, our minds so we can dwell, our hearts so that we can do, and then our lives so that we can demonstrate to everyone else um, who you are. So, Lord, I thank you. And I thank you for this time. I pray that no word, any word that needs to be forgotten will be forgotten, but the words that were said that were from you will be remembered and transformation will take place. Lord, sir, thank you. You've been listening to the Solid Word Bible Church podcast, and we trust that you've been blessed. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at solidword.org. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Pray us in Jesus' name. Amen.